Hello and welcome to Connected by Life. I'm your host, Sean Paul Harrison. Connected by Life was created to have engaging conversations about the important topics that impact physicians and our clinical stakeholders in regards to organ and tissue donation and transplantation. On this episode, I'm welcoming Susanna Morton. She's been one of Lopez Community Educators for over 15 years. And knowing her all these years, I've witnessed her passion for helping others. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of community education in regards to donation. Hello, Susanna, and welcome to the Connected by Life podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Sean Paul? I'm really good. I'm excited to be here with you today. I know. Thanks for asking. I think a lot of these things we're going to talk about are, are very important. Before we get into those topics, I'm always fascinated, Susanna, on how someone gets into their career journey. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, I know you're a very experienced community educator, but what inspired you to start working with LOPA in the community? Well, you know, Sean Paul, my husband and I moved to Lafayette, Louisiana, about 16 years ago. And, you know, we moved here knowing no one. We knew nothing about the area. We really didn't know much about the state of Louisiana, I'm ashamed to say, um, both born and raised in Alabama. And so, you know, when I moved here, I really started searching for what I wanted to do. I had had a lot of, a lot of my college education was in um, the nonprofit world. And so I really knew I wanted to work for an organization that, you know, could benefit our community, help people and provide overall good for the community. And so when I found out about LOPA, I had never heard of an organ procurement organization before. I had never, I never knew there was a world of organ and tissue donation outside of the hospital, if that makes sense. Um, You know, I just always thought if someone was an organ donor or someone needed a transplant, that you know, the hospital took care of that. That was doctors and nurses and the people caring for these patients, you know, without ever a thought of how does all of this work? And, you know, part of that is because I was never super personally affected by donation. I had known people who were organ donors before, but had never really had a lot of discussion about it with those people, those families. And so, you know, I just was very, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but ignorant kind of to the process. And so when I heard about LOPA, someone actually put me in touch with um, the mom of an organ and tissue donor. I mean, within five minutes of our conversation, you know, my whole um, world changed. I mean, I was open, my eyes were open to this whole world of donation and how um, the organ procurement organization works. And then more importantly, how it helps these families who are grieving and have lost, you know, so, so much the most important thing in their life. And so she basically had me at hello. And um, a few months later, LOPA hired me as their full-time community educator in it for the Acadiana area. So I've now been doing that for about 15 years and absolutely the most rewarding quote job. I say a lot of days, you know, don't even feel like a job, especially those days that I get to work with our family. So, you know, it's, it's it really is. I love what I do. <laughs> well, listen, I, I really appreciate the fact that you were very transparent when you said that you were <laughs> ignorant because, and not that I feel that you are, but just that word, because it's really, this is a very different direction that we've gone in with our previous podcast, but it's something that's very important because I've had a lot of physicians, a lot of healthcare workers that have talked about the importance of families having this conversation before they enter the walls 
of the hospital and experiencing that loss. So that's really why we're diving into this. So, you know, thank you for for being vulnerable to to say that. So before we get into some of the topics, you know, with the families, um, from a community standpoint, what are some of the different types of education that Lopez provided and that you're involved in? So we provide education in lots of different areas of our community, Sean Paul. And, you know, just a kind of blanket statement is basically anybody who will listen to us talk, we will go. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be an organized organization or school or business or whatever. We are willing to educate anyone who needs, obviously, or wants more education on donation. Um, but some of the ones, some of the places we go most frequently are schools. I mean, obviously, um, you know, middle schools, high schools. Um, we also do a lot of development work with our offices of motor vehicles all across the state of Louisiana. And I'll kind of go back and touch on that in a little bit. Um, we speak at civic organizations, churches. Um, we do, you know, a lot of health fairs and health expos, wellness days. Um, and then of course we do have our hospital education where we partner, um, with our donation services coordinators in the hospital, you know, and helping educate um, staff and working with their marketing department and, you know, just again, partnering with them to do, to do a lot of education. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, this is a well-rounded because you're, you're talking to, to people of all different generations. I mean, you're reaching everyone, which obviously it's a conversation that everyone should have. You know, I was even talking to someone um, yesterday you know, we, we had a, a physician dinner and so we were talking, he was asking about some of the, the education and he was saying for his experience that he feels like this is something that should just be natural for families whenever they're going into the hospital, that they know that this, if it's an opportunity, that it exists, you know, just like making funeral home arrangements and everything else. And so that's another topic, but I definitely think that the OMVs, because, you know, that's obviously one of the places where people sign up become, you know, make their wishes known and everything else. So yeah, I would like for you to touch a little bit more on that one. Okay. So there was something that you just said that I want to, I do want to touch on because I think it's important, you know, because again, going back to, you know, my story and when I started working for Lopa and knowing nothing about, you know, the world of donation and transplant, um, like you said, a lot of physicians um, might say, hey, was this not just a natural conversation that these families have? Um, and, you know, what we find in the community is it's really not a natural conversation because, you know, parents don't want to talk to their kids about being organ donors because when they talk to their kids about becoming organ donors or even register, you know, registering as an organ donor, they have to consider losing their child, you know, um, and it's the same for a child and their parent or, uh, you know, um, anybody you love. You, it, It's not a natural conversation to have because it's surrounded by death. And so that is why, you know, we we want it to become more natural. Absolutely. We want it. And that's 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 the premise of why we do what we do. You know, we want it to be this natural conversation. You know, people talk about you know, do they want to have an open casket funeral? Do they want to be cremated? Do they want to just have a, you know, memorials? I mean, you talk about end of life decisions. Why isn't this one of those natural end of life decisions that you that you do talk about? And so, you know, like I, I referred to earlier, we do a lot of development and education in our offices of motor vehicles. And that's because about 85 to 90 percent of the Louisiana donor registry comes from people saying yes at the Office of Motor Vehicles. Um, 
So while LOPA controls, or I say controls, while LOPA maintains our donor registry, the Louisiana donor registry, um, you know, a lot of our yeses come from um, people saying yes when they are getting their permit or getting their tip card or getting their driver's license or renewing their driver's license. Maybe it's somebody that said no and, you know, they've decided, yes, this is something I want to do. And so, um, you know, we work with the staff at the offices of motor vehicles because, you know, even in the way that they word the question, do you want to be an organ donor? You know, um, if they word it with kind of an exasperated tone or, you know, just, just kind of, you know, hey, do you want to be an organ donor? You know, it, you know, we want them to understand, like, even in the way you ask that question, it can influence, um, you know, what, what someone says, you know, what their answer is, yes or no. And um, I will say, you know, I've, this September was actually, um, Office of Motor Vehicle Appreciation Month. And so um, I've just finished visiting 19 different offices of motor vehicles throughout Acadiana. Um, and, you know, it's such a, a pleasure to visit with the staff um, and hear some of the stories and some of the things that they experience when they do ask people that question. And um, one of the OMVs I was in one afternoon, a girl came in to get her driver's license and um, sat down at the table and mom was standing over her. And so, of course, the lady's going through all of these questions and, you know, do you want to register to vote? And, you know, all these things. And then, of course, the question comes up, do you want to be an organ donor? And the, the girl looks at her mom and the mom kind of looks at her and then she looks at the lady and she's like, no, no, no. You know, and honestly, every question that that lady asked that young lady, um, the mom answered for her the girl didn't even answer the questions. And so, you know, when I, I was kind of watching that interaction, I thought, man, that is why it is so important for us, you know, to have these families, to, to get to families and, you know, um, explain the importance of the conversation about donation before they even get to the Office of Motor Vehicles. Because, you know, a lot of times when young kids go in, it's not them answering for themselves, it's their parents. Um, and so, again, you know, just I'm reiterating, you know, it's those discussions prior to making that decision, um, you know, that that we want them to have so that they can register. Um, but yeah, and just as kind of side note, FYI, um, about half of our state, um, half of those eligible to register as organ donors um, are registered, um, which is, is really great. I mean, you know, would, do we want to continue growing that registry? Absolutely. But um, I'm probably a little over actually half of our state um, are registered organ donors. Well, I'd like to mention too, you were talking about, you know, we're talking about educating the OMVs, which I have to say is so important because, you know, if you're talking about the importance of donation and how it impacts these families, then they have a vested interest to actually not just check a box whenever they're they're going through the questions with them, you know? Right. So well something really cool we did to um one of the last days that we were doing the OMV education, I was actually able to take I took several of my incredible volunteers, I should say our Lopa's incredible volunteers. I consider them mine in in Acadiana. Um I'm very protective of our families and our volunteers. And so um they, I took a mom uh, with me to one OMV and her daughter Lincoln um, was a donor and um, she was a heart for valve donor and it was incredible. Two out of the three OMVs we visited, um, an employee at each one had been affected by a family member needing a heart valve transplant. And so this mom was just floored, you know, and realizing 
you know, that her daughter truly, truly, truly is a hero, you know, um, for say, and, and them for saying yes to donation. And so, um, you know, I think it's important to, you know, not just in the offices of motor vehicles, but anywhere we go in the community, again, schools, churches, civic organizations, I always try to bring a volunteer with us because, you know, I can stand up there all day and give information about donation and why it's so important to register. And here's the statistics and here are the facts. But when they hear those personal stories and they're able to put a face and connect a face um, with donation and what we do, it makes a world of difference. That's what they remember. That's what they leave there with. Um, and they have a story now to tell their family. You know, it's not just, hey, mom, hey, dad, I need to be an organ donor. Can I register? You know, this is, you know, I can save eight lives. You know, it's listen to this story I heard about this beautiful baby girl named Lincoln who was two years old and was able to donate her heart valves. Um, you know, and so I think it's, you know, I think it's very important, you know, us using our families and their stories when we're educating our community. Yeah, that does give a lot of meaning, especially, you know, a lot of what we hear with these families, they just don't want those stories to ever end. So right. um, I think that they're really appreciative that you involve them in our community, doing the education and knowing that their loved one is continuing to make a difference. But but listen, Susanna, we're just diving into this. Uh, um, we're just on the surface of it. So I really appreciate you being on this episode and I'll see you again on the next. All right. Thanks for having me. I want to thank Susanna for being our guest and sharing her expertise. And I'd also like to thank you for listening and being someone that cares about organ, eye, and tissue donation. Remember, you can register as an organ, eye, and tissue donor anytime at registerme.org. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Connected by Life on your favorite podcast app. Remember, you're a light worker. Keep shining. This is a production of LOPA. The content in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and not intended to substitute for professional medical advice. To read our full disclaimer, please visit our website. The Connected by Life podcast is hosted by myself, Sean Paul Harrison. Our executive producer is Kirsten Heinz. Our production assistant is Chandra Williams. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.